good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever, what have you. Hopefully you have your tea. There's lots going on in the hip hop world as we, as we breathe today. And with all these topics comes lots of commentary from your girl Tammy. So get that tea brewing, get it nice and hot, or get your ice cubes with however you drink your tea, hot or cold, get it ready. Because man, do we have some topics in store. Should we, what should we kiki about first? Should we talk about new music? Should we talk about some shenanigans? Um, let's, let's do new music. Let's, let's start off with that. Um, let's, let's get the bad out the way, shall we? Um, Dom Kennedy released a project titled Volume 2, 16 Tracks. I have personally listened to the first eight. Um, reason being, that's that's all I could tolerate in the time being. Take that how, however. Um, let me just say this. Dom Kim... See, I don't even know his fucking name at this point. Dom Kennedy has been around for, for quite some time. I mean, he was putting out jams when I was in college. And I've been out of college for quite a few years. And so <laughs> showing my age, I know. But when it comes to Dom, he's had his success. He's had his little trickling of hits. This project, I detect no hits thus far. I I detect a lot of redundancy, monotonousy, uh <laughs> repetitiveness. Um, all those words that explain to be boring and the same all the time. Whatever word that is, I need to use it right now for Dom Kennedy because it's, it's just old and tired. I'm getting nothing new from him. I'm not getting any new groundbreaking content. Um, new information I haven't heard before. New production that's just mind blowing. I'm not getting any of that. I'm getting an okay project from an okay guy that's essentially really not for me to begin with. And that's no knock to the West Coast because I am a fan of West Coast music, but I'm a fan of good, growing, um, fruitful West Coast music. I like Kendrick. I like the game. <laughs> you know, I like YG. I like Nipsey. I like people with substance. And Dom Kennedy is not giving me that right now. Um, sure, he seems like the coolest guy on the block, but um, just because you cool don't mean I got to stop and listen. So uh, that's my take for Dom Kennedy Volume 2. If you disagree, that's that's cool too. But let me know why. I want to know what you see in this project that I'm missing. Um, because I, I stand firm. On, on my opinion when it comes to this. And again, I haven't listened to the full project in its entirety. So maybe this opinion may shift, but man, song after song for those first eight tracks, 
just just wasn't cutting it and I couldn't go any further and I feel like that says enough in itself. But let's move on to another project. Um, let's discuss Young Sinatra 5 by Logic. Okay, Logic, oh, been a fan from for, for him since the beginning, um, whenever that is. <laughs> it's been some times. I've, I've always enjoyed Logic's early years. I would say up until that project that he released when he made the double XL list. That, that project that he released after the, the announcement of the list and all of the shenanigans of the cipher and the round tables came out, he, he dropped another project. That was probably the last time I was passionate about logic. Ever since then, you felt the transition of him being a pop star, which is cool. It happens for everyone. But that transition doesn't go the same for everyone. And his transition into his pop stardom has been very, uh, and I don't want to use the word whitewashed, but it's been very poppy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what other way to, to put it, but, um, sure, the music's still there and I'm sure it's still hitting someone and connecting with someone. It's just not connecting with me. The sound has slightly changed for Logic when it comes to my ears. But listening to Young Sinatra 5, his newest project, you know, he's back on his rapidy rap. That's cool. But this, what I'm going to say is the same critique that I had with the last maybe two projects where, sure, you're you're rapping, but are you rapping just to satisfy us or are you rapping because that's what you do? Because during that transition of that pop stardom of radio success and billboard and all these great looks for MTV and all this, you know, all these great things, I'm not knocking them, came a lot of less of the authenticity of the hip-hop world. I'm sure Logic strongly disagrees because he claims to live, eat, sleep, breathe hip-hop music, and that all may be true, but the sound at the end of the day has shifted, and I still hear it in this project when it comes to him still rapidly rapping. It doesn't feel genuine. When I heard No Biggie back in 2012 or whatever year that was from logic like that felt like okay i'm here to rap and i actually want to rap now it feels like okay i'm a rapper so i gotta make these rap songs and maybe that doesn't make sense to you but hopefully there's like a trickle of people who understand that critique but overall the project is good he's rapping he's rapping well there's some things he's saying that's cool um there's some beats that are amazing. I can't remember a song that I like. So, I mean, that can tell you something too because when I'm feeling a song, when I'm feeling a project, I revisit, I memorize, it's engraved. And nothing about this Logic Project did that for me. Um, Logic Project. <laughs> that sounded weird, I'm sorry. <laughs> But let's let's move on because I like Logic and I don't want to feel like I'm tearing him down in any way because he's had great success and overall, you know, I'm rocking with him. It's just there's some there's some sounds, there's some things I'm not really feeling and it, it shows. It's apparent. But um let's let's move on to another project. Let's talk about the ladies. <laughs> um Bad Baby, um 
I don't know how some of you all may feel about the little 15 year old white girl who cusses out her mom on Dr. Phil and wants you to catch her outside. But um, <laughs> Bad Baby really uh, released a project titled 15. Forgot how many um, tracks there are, probably 15. That would make sense. But surprisingly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Even though I know I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I just got done saying Dom Kennedy is boring and, you know, repetitive. Even though Bad Baby raps about the exact same thing on almost every track, it's entertaining. One, because of who she is. Yes, I feed into the the ratchetness. You know, it's it's a nice little guilty pleasure to be able to shout how you're going to beat a bitch down in your car. That's me. <laughs> That's me driving with my music. <laughs> so <laughs> she made great music when it comes to a consumer like me. And and two, man, the features, the features were bomb. And it's one thing to say that you're here for female unity and girl power, but to actually execute it on your project is another thing. And I say that to slightly shade Nicki Minaj, who was always talking about, we got to be here for each other. We're queens. We're women. We got to uplift. And she does everything against that. And then here we have Ratchet cussing everybody out, gives no fucks, who has the most women on her project. She had City Girls and Asian Doll. And so... Shout out to Bad Baby to actually um, supporting other women in hip hop and putting them on her project and making a solid project. This is, I'm kind of proud because, you know, being 15 and coming from a meme or reality show that only gives you 15 minutes to survive, she's made that shit stretch. And so shout out to Bad Baby, shout out to Cardi B, shout out to all these stars who have made their 15 minutes into a career because, hey, goals, right? I mean, that's what everyone's trying to do. Um, and how you do it, hey, however you see fit. Keeping the the lady train going, let's talk about Tokyo Jets with her new project, Bonafide. She also put on for the ladies. She has Cash Doll on her project as well as Trina. Now, this project is a standout project for myself. I've been watching Tokyo Jets for a minute now. Um, I know she was associated with Hustle Gang, T.I. She has a T.I. record on the on the album, Bonafide. My favorite tracks are The One and Baller Alert featuring Cash Doll. That is so hard. And then she has the remix to Problem featuring Trina. She is a great rapper. She has content. She has the different um, voices and the schemes and the flows. I'm not too sure what else is missing when it comes to her. Maybe it's personality. I know she recently did an interview with The Breakfast Club. Don't know how that went, but I'm sure that's probably the little missing puzzle piece of just finding out who she is as a person. But you do learn a lot of information about her on her album, and I actually would recommend you listening to it, or at least the songs, hey, I like, um, The One and Baller Alert. And again, it's Tokyo Jets with Bonafide. Um, let's see what else to talk about. Let's talk about one last project and we can move on to some other, some other topics and play some music. But, um, let's talk about, uh, drum roll, please. Uh, no, wait, lighter, (laughs) lighter sound, please. 
Carter Five from Little Wayne. This this has been a very long time coming, obviously. Hopefully you know by now the the dynamic and the strife and the hardship that it took to release Carter Five for, for Little Wayne. I've discussed it in many other episodes. Um, listen to a throwback if you need to, to catch yourself up on, on why it took so long for Carter Five to, to drop, seeing that Carter Four dropped in 2011, seven years ago. And here we are, Little Wayne is free, Carter Five is out. How do we feel? When it comes to Carter Five, I, I would feel disrespectful if I said anything bad about it. Because one, it's a project that's at least seven years old. We know Lil Wayne to always be rapping, always working on his next shit. And so this music that was on this album, kind of old, at least half of it, very dated, we can tell. Um, and that's no knock, that's no critique, that's no negativity, that's just facts. And so that plays into why I can't say anything negative because I can't fault Lil Wayne on that. This is an album that's been trapped in the hands of whoever. I like to personally blame Birdman since he's the father figure of Lil Wayne and he allowed so much of this discrepancies go on. But hey, that was on another episode. So I digress on that. But knowing all that happened behind the scenes or me not even all knowing a fraction of what happened behind the scenes and for this album to finally be out we need to just accept it for what it is and then allow little wayne to either reinvent himself to move forward have his new beginnings and make his new music this was more so a celebration a moment for hip-hop this was a moment for hip hop. And let me say that one more time. This was a moment for hip hop. And I don't think a lot of people realize how important this is. Lil Wayne at one point was the best rapper alive. There is a nice little transition where, where Hove was retiring. Wayne was on every feature. Wayne was just everywhere. And, and he was that nigga. And then just in a blink of an eye, just a handful of years later, gone like that. This is a big deal. And to waste your time saying that, oh, this verse could have been harder. This production sounds lame. So what? <laughs> We're talking about a goat in our industry who was held back and contained from doing the one thing that he loves the most. Besides eating pussy. We, we know that. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure you guys are doing that. But making music, I assume, is really high on his important list of priorities. And he couldn't do that. And the fact that he can now is a beautiful thing. And I think we should just leave it at that. I love the, the, Kurt, the, the Kendrick track. I love the Nicki Minaj track. I love the track with Triple X on it. I love this album. I love Nevia. I love Ashanti. I love Carter Five. I love Lil Wayne. You're not going to catch me saying anything negative about Carter Five. I'm sorry. The, the, the thing closest to a negative comment you'll probably hear me say is that it sounds a bit dated. And again, we all know that. 
<laughs> we we know that. I'm sure even if Lil Wayne was to drop a brand new song today, it may still sound a tad bit dated just because of how quick Lil Wayne makes music. <laughs> so if you understand the point that I'm making, great. If you don't, I kind of worry because you're probably just stuck on negativity and you're just so, so caught up in trying to critique something or hate something that you don't even see the bigger picture. Um, shame on you. Oh, okay. Um, and on that note, I think those people should take a time out. <laughs> they should regroup. We should play some music and we'll be right back. I call him money, Mitch, nigga, a baller. I'm about to fuck a shot, call him. A nigga answer every time I call him. A rich nigga, a real big, big nigga. In the Addy. If I'm your little baby, give me money like it's candy. Got good pussy problems, that shit drama. Nigga hit it once and he don't wanna use a condom. But before we get it poppin', I like shopping, spot treatments, facials, massages. Besides, you store for my decor. Better yet, than any bitch you done had before. I need a big dick, 10 inch. I figured it'd make sense to play new music from Tokyo Jets since I was praising her project the most. And so you just heard Baller Alert by Tokyo Jets. Featuring Cash Doll, check out more of that track and the project on all streaming services. But let's keep going with the topics. Let's talk about Jacquees, shall we? Um, Jacquees actually released an album this year titled 23. And man, is that project amazing. Now, when it comes to the singles and the songs on this project all amazing all great music definitely music that would work catch on become hits and i'm very confused as to why jacques isn't working said music isn't um i mean to some extent he is of course there's videos there's mention of it but it seems as though his focus is on other people's music, remixing songs and uh, making those remixes, you know, go viral like a like a T Pain, if you will, or a throwback, a little Wayne, no ceilings. Um, so Jacques took the song "Trip" by LMA and did his own little male version to it. Of course, it got lots of buzz. He made a video to it, put it on YouTube for monetization, apparently. Big no-no. Monetization means you're making money off of whatever you're posting on YouTube. Jacquees, you can't do that. Um, I'm not too sure how T-Pain has been able to post his shit on YouTube without monetization, but maybe you should hit him up. I know when I used to be on YouTube, it gave you the option. Do you want to monetize or not? I guess he, he chose the option to do so which seems very stupid um, and it would make sense as to why LMA's team and um, Mustard, DJ Mustard, who signed LMA, decided to take Jacquees' remix down from all streaming platforms or so they thought because I'm seeing it still on Pornhub. Not that I'm on Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> I've just seen the screenshots, but Jacquees. What, what's going on? 
Um, one, I'm not mad at you for taking a song and making it better. Never that. Um, keep doing that. Little Wayne did that. Little Wayne did that for Sweet Dreams by Beyonce with Nicki. Oh, that shit still fire. Um, Little Wayne's version of Swag Surfing. The only version I listen to. I digress on that. But that's, that's not the point. It's you trying to make money and you putting too much time and energy into the shit on other people's name and on other people's dollar. So you can come up on an extra dollar. How about we um, get back to your album, 23, and you start pushing those music videos and those songs? Because if you keep going at this rate, you're just going to be in this little box of a cover artist. And cover artists don't, I don't want to say don't make it because there's a hand few, handful that do. But it's harder for a cover artist to transition into their own lane. Um, Carmen is still trying to figure that out. I don't know if you remember that white girl who used to do covers to fast rapping songs. Um, she was a white girl. Her and her, her white husband would sit in front of a keyboard and remix songs all day, every day. They'd go viral. They did Look at Me Now by Chris Brown and she got popping off of rapping fast to the Buster Rhymes verse. She's been putting out music every year since, but where is she? <laughs> and so it's those instances where you don't want to get caught up in being that cover artist. Um, now I will say I am still disappointed in LMA in a way. I went kind of hard on her on Twitter for her silence on the matter of Jacquees. I think a lot of opportunity was lost by staying silent on the matter. I know her team probably thought that was best, but Honestly, that just makes me feel even weirder about LMA. Um, Jacquees had the song, it was doing well, and it was taken down by her team, and nothing was said, which makes it only, um, I wouldn't say only, but most assumptions will be that you feel a type of way. You're not liking Jacquees for doing it, and it didn't have to be that way. Um, he could have been on an official remix. He, you could have said, hey, I still rock with him. Um, it's still all love. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been something to that extent, but there was nothing. And so that, I was kind of disappointed because now there's this weird assumption of beef between the two when it's not going to benefit it either party. They're, they're essentially in the same level of success, I would say, when it comes to being known by the culture they're on the same level maybe not the same lane of r&b music but they're on the same level um they've both seen the charts um lma yeah sure booed up went higher but she she ain't beyonce (laughs) and jacques ain't chris brown um and to kind of transition um lma just released her new single featuring chris brown called whatchamacallit and it's not good uh, <laughs> maybe it will grow on me, but, uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with LMA. I had high hopes for her. I, I really enjoyed her EPs in the past. You know, um, she don't feature in Ty Dollar Sign was, was the jam like two summers ago. But right now things aren't, 
aren't really uh, sparking for LMA. Booed up, caught on late. Um, I had heard it a thousand times by the time it became something. And so I'm already over Ella, which is unfortunate because she seemed promising, but it's kind of plateauing right now. I'm not seeing any personality. I'm not seeing a real rollout for her project. Um, it just feels weird. And now the topic of the discussion when it comes to her is always Jacquees because she doesn't say anything. <laughs> and so it's a lose-lose for her right now. Hopefully this Chris Brown record can do some numbers and it can help her project. But it looks like she's about to fade away like Elle Varner. And it's unfortunate. But uh let's let's move on to something else. Let's let's get a little let's get a little uh off the music, but not really. <laughs> um let's talk about state of the culture really quickly. Um Revolt Show by Joe Budden or hosted by Joe Budden featuring Scotty Beam, um Jinx and Remy Ma. And man, every episode I am just thoroughly annoyed by Remy Ma and her opinions. Um She's very set in her ways. She's very one-dimensional when it comes to um, having a conversation. She's very, it's my way or no way. Listen to me when I'm talking. And it's cool to see a strong black woman on the TV. Yeah, I love that. But (laughs) when you start talking crazy and start making yourself look crazy, then you start getting long-winded, you start getting disrespectful, you start saying crazy. Like, you know, it's just, I can't rock with Remy sometimes, most of the time, when it comes to state of the culture, and it's unfortunate. I don't know if state of the culture is going to have rotating correspondence, um, when it, when it comes to, um, future shows, maybe you might switch it up, but I'm um, right now, say the culture, I could do with a lot less Remy. Sure. She's there to always give that crazy far left unnecessary opinion that we didn't ask for. And I'm sure it makes for great entertainment for someone, but it makes for great annoyance for me. And that's my number one critique for State of the Culture. But besides all that, love seeing Joe Budden do his thing, become the content content king, and hopefully I can follow behind him shortly after and being the content queen. And um, in order to do that, I got to keep this podcast going. So let's listen to some more music. Let's finish up with some more topics. And uh, we'll get back to just sipping our tea and minding our own business, okay? Well, (laughs) it's time to take the battery out your back. Hey, yo, light up. It's a gummy beat. Posted on your stoop, asking where them hands at. Talking big shit online, so where that ass at? You got a lot to say. You had a lot of words All on my timeline You had a lot of nerve Time to put these niggas in they place They had it coming Talking about they repping me But got they mouth running Oh, you think it's funny? This ain't a fucking game Oh, been mean to tell you Your podcast fucking lame Oh, you mad now? This ain't a hot song Be mad at your homie Dropping fucking trash songs yeah, that's you, homie. It's time to hang it up. Talking about I try. Well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Worry about that bird chest and that beard that don't connect, my nigga. 
dates. Let's um let's discuss Quavo really quickly. Quavo has an upcoming solo album to be released. Um for for I already forgot the title of the project, but that's that's not important right now. The conversation I want to have about Quavo is him being a solo act and how it's being perceived. He recently dropped the track listing to his project, or no, not the track listing, the the feature listing for his project, and it's heavily stacked, and a lot of people are are laughing him out the room already for having to rely on so many features, and I get that. I've laughed at French Montana for the same reasons, for for always needing a feature, but for barely holding a song on his own, and... What's a little different, though, when it comes to Quavo is that Quavo has tried, like, to be completely solo. Before his announcement of a solo project coming, or or during that announcement, he drops three solo songs with just him on it. And no one talked about it. No one... No one moved it. No one, no one purchased it. No one streamed. I don't want to say no one. I'm always dramatic. You know what I mean. But it, it's not popping like you would assume it to be with him being from the Migos. What I'm not liking is how people are saying, you know, Quavo, how is this a solo album when you don't make solo songs and you need all these features when he gave you just that and y'all didn't like it? So <laughs> y'all really got to check yourselves on the hypocrisy because if if he's trying to give y'all what you want and y'all are not fucking with it, of course he's going to try something else. He's going to recruit his friends and he's going to make some hits because at the end of the day, you got to sell. And um, I'm sure a track with Kid Cudi, Travis Scott, Drake, 21 Savage, Cardi B, his two his two family members, Offset and Takeoff, are gonna make these songs hits. <laughs> and apparently, the three songs, Bubblegum, Lamb Walk, and Working Me, I'm sure are all news to you. Probably haven't even heard the titles because y'all are just so dismissive to Quavo being solo. So which one is it? Do you want Quavo to be solo or do you want Quavo to recruit all his friends and make some club music that you know you'll like? Don't worry. I'll wait. (laughs) Like, just get out of here with the nonsense. You can't be mad at him for not making solo songs on his own album when he just gave y'all solo songs y'all didn't want to fuck with. So there's that. And then at the end of the day, no matter how many features are on the album, it's still a solo album if Offset and Takeoff aren't on every track. <laughs> so there's that, right? So um, I just had to, to point that out for some people because y'all frustrate me on the timeline with y'all's hot takes that don't make sense. <laughs> And uh, last topic I want to talk about is for the artist. <laughs> you know, earlier we were talking to the ladies. Now we're going to talk to the artists. Um, when, let me, how do, how do I put this? I'm sorry. Because it, it always scares me to have these conversations about 
how to be a better performer or to execute making better music or distributing music or whatever because you'll always hear the people who don't know how to take constructive criticism throw it right back in your face and say well what are you doing are you an artist are are you on a stage are you this are you that and it's easy to turn around and point that finger and get all defensive but realize that it's coming from a place that has no malice and it's someone who who has been an artist who has done artistic things on stages and curated things and put together events so i i've have had that experience and it it sucks that i have to make that disclaimer or offer up my resume before i give an opinion because it seems like for for the sensitive i have to do that so there's that but also realize that even if i didn't have that under my belt I'm still a consumer and I'm still at your shows paying money or spending time to watch you all. And so my opinion would still be valid because don't you want your crowd entertained? Don't you want your fans satisfied? And so, hey, here is me giving my honest critique um, to a, a general audience of artists. I know that sometimes it can be frustrating to be putting on a performance and the crowd not be moving. The crowd doesn't seem engaged. The crowd doesn't seem like they even fuck with you, right? Frustrating. I've been there. Even even tougher if you're not even performing a song. I used to do slam poetry. And man, it's hard to read a crowd <laughs> when, when you're doing some poetry. And, <laughs> and so imagine that. And so if you got a shit, a beat behind you, at least you can float on that. That supports you. That's your blanket. But never mind that. My, my uh, suggestion, critique, tip to the artists on stages across wherever the globe the country the land in engage <laughs> like it's as simple as that but let me let me backtrack a bit when when you feel like a crowd isn't moving or being receptive to what you're saying it has to be one of three things it's either one your music is whack two the venue or the atmosphere is whack or three, your performance is plain whack. And so let's go down that list again. Your music is whack. If you feel like, I know it ain't that. I got the streams. I got the content. People fuck and know, like, fuck with and know the lyrics. Sure, okay. You can cross that one off, right? Because I'm sure everyone's going to be like, yeah, my music is top notch. Okay, I'll rock with you. I'll believe you on that. The venue, the atmosphere is whack. Number two, if you feel like it can't be that, they got all this space, it really ain't that hot, um, great lighting, they hear me, sound is on point, they they understand me, um, everyone can see me, the drinks are at a good price, <laughs> ain't nobody fighting. If, you know, if it's all rocking and good, and I know everything can't be perfect at every venue, I know there's always going to be a sprinkle of one or two of those things that I've said happening at every event. But if you feel like for the most part, things are straight, okay, let's knock that off. Let's, let's go to the last one. Your performance is whack number three. And I guarantee this will be the reason why no one's fucking with you on stage 
stage. <laughs> and this goes to the homies. This goes to people I know. And I hate to say it, but it's like, if you're, if you're on stage and no one's rocking with you, what do you think the problem is? It's you, nigga. You're rapping at the ground. You're rapping at the sky. You don't know your words. Your hype man doesn't know your words. Your hype man doesn't know where he's at. It's your props don't make sense. Like, you have to understand that there's more to being on stage and just holding the microphone and rapping a song. A lot more goes to it. I'm sorry. I'm not jumping up and down for you. I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm your biggest fan if you rapped all your songs looking at the ground. Is that, is that not valid? Me as a concert goer? <laughs> like, like I'm being dead ass. There's people I, oh man, there's people I know right now putting on shows who get frustrated that the crowd ain't jumping yet rap at the ground. What do you expect? You're rapping at the sky. You're struggling to, to know your lyrics. You're running out of breath quick. It's those little things add up and it's frustrating the disconnect from the artist that doesn't see that. But I'm here as your concert goer and your friend who has no malice in their heart for you to just help you get back on track to put on the best show possible. So let's let's check ourselves. Let's get out of our feelings. Let's let's work on how to improve. And I bet you, man, come that next show, come next year when festivals roll back around, you're on the lineup People are jumping. People love you. Streams are going up. I'm your biggest fan. Front row, jumping, sweating, all that. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave shit at that. I've been talking long enough. Um, it's been a roller coaster of topics up and down. Shout out to the event that's coming up in LA, the Mac Miller Celebration of Life show that's going to be featuring Action Bronson, Domo Genesis, Chance the Rapper, J.I.D., Vince Staples, SZA, Earl, Schoolboy Q, Ty Dollar Sign, Travis Scott, and so much more to celebrate the life of Mac Miller. It still feels so unreal that he's gone, but to know that so many other people in the industry appreciated him and want to celebrate him is amazing. Hopefully this is an event that is streamed or we're able to see somewhere maybe on HBO or just some platform later so we can celebrate his life along with our favorite artists. On that note, um, follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Music, Stitcher Radio, wherever else I missed, just Google Tea with Tammy or The Tammy J. And until next time, sip some damn tea.